listening to a podcast by Real Church and Pastor Noah Fritchie in Murfreesboro, Illinois. I want to thank you for joining us today, and I hope this message inspires you and builds your faith. Enjoy, and God bless. This week, uh, we are in part three of a teaching series where we're talking about how to hear the voice of God. It's a very interesting teaching series. It's something that I don't think is taught a lot and something that we really wanted to tackle, especially going through these 21 days of prayer because so many of you are just praying and asking God, God, I just want to hear you. I just want to know what you have for my life. I just need some questions answered. And so we've been uh, tackling this idea on how do we hear the voice of God. And we have this theme verse for this series. It comes out of John chapter 10. I'd love for you to read it together uh, with me. Uh, you notice I don't have my TV up here today. It's a little different for me, so forgive me. But there, the scripture is going to be on the screen behind me for you note takers. All the fill in the blanks. Here's the scripture from John chapter 10, verse 3 through 5. It says, The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice you know what that means this is actually this is a parable for it's showing us who God is and who we are God is the shepherd and we are the sheep and the cool thing about this is that uh, what this what this verse says is that we serve a speaking God that the shepherd is speaking to us but a lot of the times it's hard for us to understand because most people really don't know the voice of God. They don't know what the voice of God is like. And so for some people, it's really hard to hear the voice of God. And I'm convinced, and I'm going to talk a little bit about this today, that one reason that I think people really don't know or hear the voice of God is for the simple fact that they don't take time to listen. We don't take enough time out of our day to just simply listen to the voice of God. Look at how this scripture goes on. It says, He, Jesus, calls His own sheep by name. And He leads them out. Church, He calls you by name today. That's how personal He is. And when He has brought out all of, uh, all of His own, He goes on ahead of them. And his sheep follow him because they know his voice. And that's the dynamic that I want for you. I want you to know God's voice. I want you to have that shepherd out in front of you that's looking out for you. And that when that shepherd speaks, you know his voice. So meaning that before you go to work, before you go to school tomorrow, before you answer that email or that text message or like or comment on that post, everybody, I would love for you to hear the shepherd that is out in front of you that knows better than you, that can see the, the beginning to the end, and he can help you make some better decisions, everybody. And that's what I want for you. I would love for you to have this dynamic. And the scripture goes on to say, it says, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they run away from that stranger. They run away from him. Because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. I'm telling you today that God is calling us to put out the wrong voices in our life. He's calling us to begin to hear His voice and know the stranger's voice so that we can walk in the path that He has for us. And so today I just want to bring you one of the most personal sides really to this message series that you're going to get. In fact, next week, next week I'm going to give you some details about the good and bad voices in your life. The, how, how do we distinguish the... Really, I'm going to give you next week the litmus test on how, how to know when it's God and when it's not. And so we're going we're gonna to take a look at that. And that's going to be very practical next week. But today, I want you to know that God is speaking. And He's speaking to you personally. 
He is speaking to you personally. And I want to give you why he wants to speak to you personally. And then I want to give you how he speaks to you personally. And so that's what I want to do today. I want to, I want to go, why, why does God want to have an individual conversation with us? And then what does that conversation look like? So we're going to take a look at this. And I, I just wanted to say that because there's actually there's some teaching in the body of Christ even right now that says that God has stopped speaking. There's people out there, there's denominations that literally believe that, that once the Bible was done, it's over. God stopped speaking, it, it's, it's all over. And now you can only use the Bible to hear God's words. Now, the Bible is a great way to hear from God. The Bible is literally God speaking. That's a great way to hear from God. But we still have a speaking God, everybody. And He wants to speak to you individually. In fact, there's this quote from Dallas Willard that I wanted to bring to you today. It just simply says this. It says, If God doesn't speak today, then the greatest disservice we could ever do to people is to tell them that they could have a personal relationship with God. I, it would be a disservice for you, for me, for me to come up every week and tell you that you can have a personal relationship with a God who doesn't speak. That just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. In fact, that's one of the joys of my life. One of the joys of my life is to show you that God isn't always the God that is represented by religion and the church for what so many of us grew up on. So many of us grew up on a God who is just distant, a God who's mad. Some of you just grew up with, the, with your picture of God, this idea that God is just so critical. That he just, he wants you to do the right thing all the time. And he's just so critical of your life. Some of you have this idea of a God who's just so far away. And that's not the reality. Our God is up close. He's personal. And he wants to have a relationship with you. His desire is to have this relationship with you. In fact, I thought about this verse uh, in Matthew chapter 1 verse 23. This is talking about the birth of Jesus. And I love to use this verse when I talk about the relationship with God. Take a look at it. It says this. It says, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Not a distant God. No, a God that is with us. I love how personal this verse is because it's almost like they just nicknamed Jesus. Like Jesus, he has a characteristic that is different than any, other, than any other God. Jesus has a characteristic that is different than any other religion. Jesus, he is a personal God. He is God with us. And so today, today I have hope. I hope that you're going to learn something from this message. I really do hope. I, I hope you learn something and take something home. But my prayer actually this week was really for you today. I asked just, man, God, more than learning, would you just speak to people individually? Like the best way, more than you just me telling you how this works, my prayer all week in these prayer services right up here has been, God, would you speak to people individually? And I'm believing that God can do that for you today. In fact, I hope that we, just, we, we don't just learn about a speaking God. I, I hope that, I pray that it actually happens. I pray that you experience it. And so, like I said, let me first give you the why, and then I'll give you the how. So let's look at the why. Why does God speak? Why, why does he want to speak to me? Here's the first point, if you're taking notes, is simply this, is that God speaks to facilitate friendship. He wants to be your friend. 
And I put this one first because honestly, a lot of people don't see God that way. They don't see God as their best friend. But we know that it's true. Look at Exodus chapter 33, verse 11. It says, The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Can you imagine having that dynamic in your life? To where every time you go to God, you're just speaking to him as a friend? I mean, that's what Moses had. And I say, and I give this verse to you, because we're in this prayer season right now. And at every one of these prayer services, you can just kind of see that, and even, even me from, from day to day, there's just sometimes I just struggle with prayer. You know, it's just like, I, I just am struggling to find the words to say. And every once in a while, and, and if you're praying, and, and if you're in the service, you, you can just kind of see people, sometimes they just come in and they just kind of are struggling with prayer that day. And I think that so many of us, we struggle with prayer based off of the things that we've seen before. The reason that we don't pray, the reason that we don't feel like we can pray well is because we feel like we have to have our prayers all nice and tidy. That it's got to be uh, in the King James Version, everybody. You know what I'm talking about? You ever try to pray in the King... And you, you get the King James out and you sound really holy, you know? Like... <laughs> You said, thus said the Lord, you know, and like, and, and, the, and that's like a lot of people, I mean, literally, I know some people who talk about God, like God's from England, everybody, and God is not from England, just in case you didn't figure that out, but uh, we, <laughs> listen, you don't have to have your English accent to pray, you don't have to be all fancy with it, you know what God is looking for, just like he was looking for with Moses, he's looking for a conversation, he wants to be your friend. He just wants to talk to you. Just as you would have a friend that you would talk to, God wants to be that same way. And it's funny because when it comes to prayer, so many of us, we often, we don't think of it like that. We think we have to be all pure and proper and holy and say the right things. But God just wants to be your friend. In fact, in my prayer time, even just this week, I was, I, I was, was praying here and I was just like, I, I like to be a very structured prayer guy, you know, like I like to have stuff to do when it comes to prayer. And so like I love prayer here because there's always like, there's some cards, your, your, your prayer cards are laid at the foot of the stage here and we get to read, we don't read them out loud, but people are invited to come up and look at the cards and pray over them. I, I like a good structured prayer. I like to, the process, okay, I'm going to pray for this card today or I'm going to pray for these three cards today or whatever. I like a process, I like something to do. But just later this week, in our prayer service, God just reminded me of this idea that I felt like you just said, Noah, you just need to have a conversation with me. You don't need to, no need to go through the prayer book, pray all the scriptures and pray over these people and have all this structure. Like just have a conversation and I'm telling you, right then and there, I started to have a conversation with God. And I'm telling you, it wasn't, my conversation wasn't even about important things, everybody. Yeah, like, it was to, to nobody, it was just kind of, well, God, I kind of had a bad day yesterday, you know, and like, this, this didn't work out, the dryers broke at home, this, you know, all this. I just gave him a whole list, like, it, it wasn't really even important things. I was just, but I was having a conversation. Be like if I called a best, my best friend and just said, man, I'm just, this is what's going on. Like, man, I, I just can't believe this happened. And I, I started to have this conversation with God. And like I said, it wasn't even really about very important things. But I came to this realization at the end of service. 
that God really just, even through that prayer time, He just enriched His relationship with me. The fact that I could just, I could just talk with Him. And can I just tell you, God wants the same thing for you. God wants to have this personal relationship with you. And in order for us to hear from God, we have to have that right relationship. We have to have this right idea in our mind. So that's why I wanted to tell you, I first, you need to understand God as a friend. Because if you don't get this first point right, I don't know, you, you, can't, you can't hardly move to the next one. Here's the second why. We're talking about why God speaks. Here's the second one. It's this, is that God speaks to give guidance. He wants to guide you. In fact, can I just say it like this? That the Lord sees the dangers ahead in your life. The Lord sees the paths that we should take. He knows the beginning to the end. And He wants to give you some guidance. Here's the problem when it comes to guidance. This is, sounds like a really great point. Yeah, of course, I'll let God guide me wherever He wants me to go. There's some tension when it comes to this guidance, though. The problem is, is that if God ever guides you away from something that you're already doing, you're probably not going to agree with Him. Right? Because you're headed in that direction on purpose. You didn't get there by accident. Like, you, you've planned your life. God, I'm headed, I'm headed in this direction. Like, you wouldn't be going that direction if you thought that it wasn't the right direction. And so there's a tension when it comes to guidance, when God says, hey, I need you to go this way, and I'm, I'm going the totally opposite way. You need to know that our God sees the beginning to the end. And one of the toughest things that I deal with I, I, is this whole idea of guidance. In fact, just, uh, just a, this, these last couple weeks, um, it's been really a strange part of ministry for me. In fact, let me just say it like this, that uh, in the past couple weeks, I've done several funerals. Now, I, we, I haven't done a lot. This was the first couple funerals that I've done. And it's been a really odd time. In fact, it's one of the hardest things for me to do. I think it's one of the hardest things for any pastor to do is just to, is just to do a funeral. And the question at the funeral is always, why? You know, why? Why, 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 did, why did this person have to go? This was a good person. Why did they have to go? Why did they go way too young? Why? Why did this happen? And one verse that I was really reminded of just this week was in Isaiah chapter 57 where it says, this isn't in your notes, but it says this, it says, good people often pass away before their time, or what seems like before their time to us. And the verse goes on to say that God was actually keeping them from the evil that was to come. I just, I, I, I tell you that, and I tell you that personal story, because God has a different perspective on things. And when it comes to funerals and different things like that, and maybe you're in the middle of some of those situations, and you're asking why, you don't have the answer why. Sometimes we just are never, for some of us, we're never going to find the answer. You're never going to discover that. But we have to trust that God just has a different perspective on things. And that He guides and that He knows what He's doing. And I'm telling you, He wants to lead you in that way. And we just have to learn to trust God in those situations, even when it's hard. Even when it doesn't make sense, we've got to learn to trust God. Look at what Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6. I brought it to you in the message translation this morning because I just think it's a beautiful translation. Look at what it says. It says, listen for the voice of God 
In what? In everything, right? In everything that you do. Everywhere that you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Our God, He wants to speak to you. And He wants to speak guidance to you. Here's the third one if you're taking notes. It's simply this. Why does God speak? God speaks to provide perspective. He wants to give a perspective that you don't have. You see, not... This is, this is tough to say, but let me just say it like this. Not everything that you're seeing in this world right now, not everything that you're seeing is actually what's going on. I don't know if you realize that, but not everything that you're seeing in the natural is actually what's happening in the spiritual. There's another spiritual dynamic to things that are happening. And God has this unique perspective to see both of those things at the same time. God can see the natural and he can see the supernatural. He can see both of those things at the same time. And can I just tell you that because he can see from both perspectives, God wants to unveil some things for you. He wants to show you some things from the supernatural realm. I'm just convinced that God would love to open your mind to some of those things. In fact, Scripture says that no eye has seen, no ear has heard. Neither, heart, neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for you. But can I tell you that He will give you some glimpses into the supernatural realm by the power of His Holy Spirit every once in a while. Let, let's take a look. In fact, 2 Corinthians 5.7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk, we walk not by just what we see, but we walk by what God sees. In fact, let me say it to you this way. You want to put your listening ahead of your looking. I say it again. You want to trust and put your listening ahead of your looking. You want to go through life not just trusting in what you see physically, but you need to trust in what God has spoken to you. You need to trust in what God is speaking. In fact, I was trying to look, I was looking for an example of how can I, because this is, this is kind of a, this is a pretty deep topic to give you on a Sunday morning. And I thought, how in the world can I really describe this idea to you? And I, I actually found, there, I found a story, and it's actually kind of a funny story. And so I want to give this to you. There, there's a story of, there's uh, the, well, we'll, I'm sorry, we'll just start it with this. The story is about uh, the Wisconsin Badgers football team. The Wisconsin Badgers were they, they were playing uh, they they were playing a football game, and these guys were just losing terribly. But what didn't make sense is that the fans in the stands during the game they were cheering like the game, like they were winning. So these guys are losing like horrible on the field, and everybody in the stands they're they're just cheering like like something great has happened. So every time there was a bad play, the fans were cheering, and it confused all the players. And as the story goes, there's this, uh, the, uh, as, well, the story kind of goes like this, that at the same time this game was going on, the Milwaukee Brewers baseball team was playing. And at the same time, a bunch of the people in the stands had their earbuds in, and they were listening to the other game. And so every time they would score a run, they were listening to it, and they would cheer. And so it didn't make sense that they were, you, here, here's, what you, here's what you see. They were looking, these fans were looking at defeat, 
But they were listening to victory, everybody. Think about that for just a minute. Yeah, they were looking at something horrible, but they were tuned in to something so much better. Let me say it like this. They were looking at one thing in one realm, but they were listening to something in another realm. They were responding to what they were hearing, not what they were seeing. And I tell you that story because God would love, I think especially in the time that we live in right now, God would love for you to respond to not the things that you see, but instead the things that you're hearing him say. The promises that he's speaking to you. The promises that he has spoke to you in scripture over your family. That you are his child. That you're a part of his family. He would love for you to listen to that rather than the things that you're physically seeing today. Listen, God knows that we have some things going on in our world right now. That we all, I mean, we all see it. What's going on overseas right now is a tragedy. I mean, I, I'm looking at the news, I'm looking at Facebook, some pastor friends that I have. They literally, there's missionaries over there today that are in harm's way. I mean, they don't know. Second by second, they don't know what's going on. In fact, I read a story this week about some, some missionaries that are, that are over there that they literally got letters to their home saying, we know where you are and we're coming to get you. It's a tragedy. And I'm just saying, it, it, it can be so discouraging when we see stuff like that. But I'm telling you that we've got to stop just seeing things and we've got to start listening. And I'm believing that that's going to happen over there. Like right now, things that are going on in our world, you're seeing things, especially over the past year, with violence, racism, fear, whatever it is. And by the way, let me just say it like this. If, if the church has not made it clear, I want to be very clear to you this morning to, to tell you that racism, violence, fear, panic, worry, injustice, all of those things are from the devil, everybody. They're all spiritual from the devil. And we, as the body of Christ, we're called to rise up in the middle of those. And we're not afraid to speak out against those injustices. But at the same time, I also want to say that we're not called to be pulled into the ugliness of all of it either. <laughs> That's not our job. In fact, I, I, I've just been really disturbed in my spirit in this past week. I just really felt the Holy Spirit just saying to me, Noah, you've got to stop listening to social media. You've got to, you've got to stop listening to everyone else's opinions on these things. And listen, I, and, I, and you can ask Emily... I've actually unplugged from a lot of it during these 21 days. It's been very intentional. I've been trying to, I, I'll get on there every once in a while and try to see the major stuff going on. But man, I, I've really been intentional about trying to unplug from those things. And uh, I, I even have my sisters posting some things for me and sharing the church page stuff. And that's, that's fantastic. Because I just, I just don't want to get pulled into all that junk on there. In fact, this week, I was, I was reading about a story in the Old Testament, a story of a lady named Esther. In those days, Esther, while Esther was around, there was actually a group of people that were trying to cause an extinction of the Jewish race. It's literally what they wanted to do. In fact, if you want to read it, the whole book is about racism, everybody. And then Esther rises up and Esther says, I know what I see, but I also know that I've been called into the kingdom for such 
a time as this. And when I read that story this week, I just, I've, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, in the middle of the junk that you're going through, in the middle of the junk that you're watching on TV, in the middle of what is going on in this world, you need to realize, Noah, you need to realize, real church, everybody, you need to realize that I've put you in this generation for such a time as this. You're here for this time, for this place. We're called to be a voice. We're called to be salt and light. We're called to stand up in the middle of it. But you can't do it, everybody, if you're only looking with your physical eyes. You've got to be tuned in. You've got to hear the voice of God. That's why it's so critical. That's why I'm teaching this series to you, because I really want this dynamic for your life. Because if not, you'll get pulled into the ugliness of the world. I'm telling you, God will let you see something else. In fact, I just, I, I just kind of wrote this personally in my notes. You, I, I wanted to just say this. You know what I see? I don't see all the things that the news is portraying to you. I see in my spirit that it's time for the church to come together. And I, I literally wrote this this week. From every background, from every status, to see people in our region saved, healed, and set free. It's time. It is time. And so, now that you know, now that you know that God speaks, it, it, it's, it's a good... Now that you know the dynamic, now that you know he's trying to show you some things, what does it look like when he actually does? How, how, how do we do it now? Let, let's, let's transition into that. And I started to give you, uh, in my study this week, I started to give you just a bunch of different ways that God speaks. Like if you just go through, if you go through your uh, scripture, uh, if you go through your Bible, you can see all kinds of different ways. I found at least 12 different ways that God has spoke through scripture. He spoke loud through winds and waters. He, spoke, uh, he, he, he speaks, of course, through his word. He speaks through pastors and teachers and leaders. Sometimes God speaks through pain in your circumstances. He can speak to us in a lot of different ways. But as I was studying this week, one of those ways really stuck out to me. And I want to just end today by just talking about one way, one way that I believe that God can speak to every one of us. Because I know that this is, I, I really do believe that this is the one that God uses the most. And I think he's doing it right now. And it's been my prayer all week that he would do it to you right here in this service, that he would just, that he would speak to you. Here's what we're talking about. We're talking about the whispers of God. I, I just want to bring, the, with the rest of our time that we have together, I just want to bring you this idea of the whispers of God, this gentle nudging, this prompting, this thing that you just feel like it's in my spirit. I just want to talk about that. This thing where you just say, well, I, I, feel, I hear God saying and I'm trying to understand it. That thing that he's just moving on your heart. And next week I'm going to give you a filter to know whether it's God or not. <laughs> I'm going to give you a filter for you to know whether it was God or the pizza you ate last night. You know, that type of thing. So we're going to give you that next week. But I want you to understand what the whispers of God looks like. And so to do that, I want to start and give you a great story out of 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings 18, before we read the next scripture, 1 Kings 18 uh, talks about... It's a story where Elijah fights these prophets of Baal, these evil people. Elijah has this, it's a, it's a great dynamic story. I don't have time to read it all to you today, but you've probably heard it at some point in your life. And, and Elijah has this great win. Like he has this great victory over these evil people. But right after that great victory, 
Elijah actually gets depressed. And he thinks that everyone around him is against him. And he's so upset, he's so depressed, that he actually runs for his life. He hides in a cave. And God has to come and speak to him. I just want to read what God speaks to him in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11. You can follow along. The Lord said, he says to Elijah, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord. For the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore through the mountains. Apart, and it shattered the rocks before the Lord. But scripture says the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a great big fire. Don't you think this would be great ways for God to speak, everybody? Through an earthquake, through wind, through fire. But scripture says the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, scripture says, here comes to Elijah. After the fire came a gentle whisper. I want you to just recognize the whispers of God today because I think he's doing it and I think he's doing it more than we realize. And so a couple things here before we leave. Number one, write this down. God whispers encouragement. God would love to whisper encouragement to you and I think he does it all day long. I just think so many of us pass by because we're not listening to it. In fact, when someone stirs you up, Or when you wake up in a bad mood and the enemy starts lying to you, I think the Spirit of God is right there trying to whisper some things to you. He's trying to whisper some encouragement to you. And by the way, God is not correcting or fussing at you or yelling at you. God's not not whispering, what's wrong with you? That's not God. Look at what Romans chapter 8 verse 16 says. It says, the Holy Spirit speaks to us deep in our heart. And he's not yelling at you and saying, what you, oh, what's wrong with you? No, he says, you're my child. We're God's children. You're one of my kids. Can I tell you that God sees you as a part of his family? In fact, I love what Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 3. Again, in the message translation, I love how it says it. It says, pay attention. Come close now. Listen carefully to what? My life-giving, life-nourishing words. God's speaking to you, and not only is He speaking to you, but He's speaking life-giving, encouraging words. Which, by the way, I'll make a promise to you. Every single Sunday that you come in here, there's not going to be anybody fussing with you, aggravated at you, telling you what you did last week or what you did last night. So horrible, whatever. Y'all are a bunch of dirty, filthy sinners. You know, you need to pray more. Wish you'd give a little bit more. You know, not, not t- get on your knees at the altar. You know, that's what you... No, that, you're not going to hear that here. I believe that there's, there, there's a time and place for those things. But when you come in here, we're going to model this verse, everybody. That we're, we're going to tell you that God is for you. That he's good. That he's not against you. We're going to give you some life-giving, life-nourishing words. In fact, it goes on to say, it says, I'm making a lasting covenant commitment with you. The same that I made with David. Sure, solid, enduring love. Listen, God knows what you did last night and he's still in love with you, everybody. It's an amazing thing. Well, you say, well, why? Why? Why would God, why, 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 why would God want this? Well, I'm going to give you, I just wanted, 
In fact, this week, I just kind of added this to my notes. I felt like God just wanted me to say some things to you on your behalf. Or on His behalf, I'm sorry. I just, so I just want to speak some things into you this morning. You can write these down or whatever. Just write the ones that touch you. But I just feel like God gave me these things to say it to you on His behalf. Here's the first one. I feel like God is speaking to you right now and He's saying, You're my child. Like I said, God knows what you did last night. He doesn't kick you out of the family. You're His child. Now, He might not be pleased with you, but He still loves you just the same. Maybe God's, maybe God's whispering to you this morning. He's just saying, I love you. And it's been a long time since you just heard those three words. That doesn't mean, by the way, He feels love. Like a lot of us, we've been let down by a lot of love in this world because people just think love is a feeling. No, it's the agape love that he has, this unconditional, this nothing that you can do to change it type of love. I'm also convinced that God is speaking to you this morning and he's just simply saying, I'm proud of you. I'm so, I added so in there. I'm so proud of you. You say, well, how could he be proud of me? Well, it's because God doesn't see you through the lens of what you're doing. He sees you through the lens of who you're becoming, who you can be. So I just wanted to give you, these are, and these aren't just my words, these are promises in Scripture, everybody. But I just wanted to give these to you as a reminder of who God is. Not only does He do that, but number two, if you're taking notes, He whispers warnings. Now the Bible doesn't use this exact phrase of warnings, but the principle is all over Scripture. In fact, I'm going to give you some Christianese this morning because I love how Christians kind of come up with their own things. And so I don't know where this phrase came from. But if you meet a Christian, uh, oftentimes you're probably going to hear them say something like, I just, got my, I, guess, I just got this check in my spirit. You ever hear anybody say that before? I, you, I probably said it to you. I know the Christianese too. I just, got this ch- I just got this check in my spirit. In other words, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about this point, this warning. That I, just didn't, I, 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 I knew that I was heading in the wrong direction. And the Holy Spirit warned me. said, I, oh, don't go there. Don't go there. Let me show it to you in Scripture. Acts chapter 16, verse 6 says this. It says, They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Now, I think this is a really interesting concept because if, 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 if you wouldn't have known the last, after the highlighted point there, look at that highlighted point, forbidden by the Holy Spirit. If you wouldn't have known the last ending of that, you probably would have been, well, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to go drink or get drunk or to go do this or to go do that. No, I think it's interesting that the Holy Spirit even corrects the good things. Like they were forbidden to do God's work, everybody. Like like they were doing God's work. Why would the Holy Spirit tell them not to preach? Well, it's because God knew that there would be people in that area that would harm them or hurt them. God is literally keeping them out of trouble. And God is literally saying, I know it's a good thing, but it's, it's not a good thing. You don't need to be going there. And I'm just telling you that God can correct you in the good and in the bad, everybody. He can lead and guide you in that way. In fact, the verse goes on to say, it says, after they had come to these countries, it says the Spirit didn't even permit them to go there. And so you need this dynamic, even in the good and bad things. In fact, I, I kind of, I, this is the hardest one for me, is, is when, when God speaks to me to go in another direction, because honestly, I have this very reactive type of personality. 
Like when something happens to me, I just, I just react, you know, like I just want to say what I think and, you know, talk to the person that I need to talk to or do the things that I need to do. Like I just want to, I just want to react to the situation when sometimes, honestly, God's saying, well, Noah, it's best for this to process just a little bit. It's best to, to take a little bit of time. In fact, I don't know if you've ever done that on Facebook. Like you get... You see something on Facebook or whatever, and you get really mad and upset and, and aggravated at it. Some of us, if you're like me, sometimes I type out an entire comment. Like, I'm just, let me just tell you how I feel. And let me tell you how I think about this. And I literally type out an entire comment just to delete it, everybody. You know, just to just to totally, you know, I... It feels good. It's like therapy for me. Uh, and, and sometimes, that, and some of you, I'm speaking to you today because some of you type out that comment and post it. And in the name of Jesus, like, let's just, no. <laughs> I got that check in my spirit. You know, that, 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 that's, exactly, that's exactly what it is. And God wants to check your spirit. And he wants to speak to you. And he wants to give you some warnings. Three warnings that I think he wants to give you. Maybe it's this phrase. Write this down. It might, be, it might apply to you. Here's number one. Don't do it. Maybe God's just simply saying, hey, I wouldn't date that guy, or I wouldn't get married, or I wouldn't have... Like, some, some, <laughs> some of you have a relationship, you're married, but you have kind of a relationship on the side. And it's not going anywhere yet, but you need to check that thing. He's putting, he just, God is speaking to you, don't do it. Maybe the next thing he's speaking to you is just simply end the secret. You've been carrying the secret around. Nobody knows. And I'm telling you, that secret will eventually destroy your life. And I've seen it happen to too many people. And listen, you don't have to share it with everybody. There's no need to come up and give a testimony about your secrets on Sunday morning. That's, there's no need for that. But tell somebody. Tell someone that you trust. In fact, that's why I love our small group dynamic. That's why we talk about groups so much. Because the whole goal is to get you close enough to the people in that group so that you realize that you've got some of the same issues. That you share some of the same secrets. Wow, I didn't know they were going through that. And I'm going through that as well. And that you're all trying to work it out together. And I'm telling you, in the middle of one of those groups, there's a dynamic and a trust that forms in those groups. Where, I, in fact, I just, I love the after-group conversations. Like, the group is just an excuse for you to meet. That's great, you know, and talk about the Bible study and the content or, or, or whatever you want to do. Whatever your activity is. But the best part about groups is literally those after-group conversations where you just say, Hey, hey, can I just talk with you for a minute? I just, I, I need to talk to you. That moment when you take the mask off and say, You know what? I'm not really who everybody, I, I, I'm not who everybody thinks I am. I've got some problems. And I'm telling you, you share that, that secret, that it can change your life. This group dynamic can change your life. Not only that, but I think God might be speaking. Maybe he's whispering to you just simply this. Get some help. Get help. And you can't do this on your own. Get some help. And there's this dynamic that scripture talks about. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21. It says this. It says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Listen, I don't pretend to be the person that can tell you what way it is. That's why I bring you all kinds of different examples. Because I can't tell you what God is speaking to you. That's not my job. But I can lead you into a relationship where God can begin to speak some of those things to you. Where he'll begin to work on your heart. Here's number three. It's simply this. He whispers direction. 
And some of you, you're looking for some direction in your life. Some of you, you're trying to make some decisions about a relationship, a job. Maybe it's purchasing something major in your life. Here's the secret to this one here. God just wants you to involve Him in the process. Like, would you just involve Him? Like, God, what, what do you think about this? Like, before I pull up and move and do all this stuff, like, what do you think, Lord? Like, that's all He wants. He just puts your emotions aside. He just wants to be a part of the process. In fact, there's this story where Jesus was dedicated in the temple as a baby. And look at what Simeon says. He says in Luke chapter 2, verse 27, it says, Simeon was moved by the Spirit when he went to the temple courts. I would love for you to have that dynamic in your life where you're moved by the Spirit. Not only that, in the New Testament, Paul, in Acts two or 20, verse 22, it says, and now compelled by the Spirit. Paul says, I'm going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. Well, well, what is that, you say? Well, what, what are those scriptures? Well, it's both people who felt direction from God. God was speaking direction to them. And listen, I don't know what God is saying to you specifically, but He could be three more things. He could be saying some things like this. He might be saying, slow down. I believe it, everybody. He's saying that as your kids go back to school, as all these sports start ramping up, as your life gets really busy, I really do believe that God might be saying, slow Take some time to breathe. You're doing too much. Now, he might be saying slow down to some of you. Maybe the opposite of that is true for you. Maybe he's saying, well, it's time to do it now. <laughs> you know, like, like instead of being so slow about it, it's time to do it. Maybe God is simply saying, take the next step. Like, wouldn't it be great if we would just all move closer to God and take one great next step? Maybe he's saying those things. I don't know what it is for you again. Maybe he's saying those things to you. And the last one, would you just write this down? Number four, he just whispers dreams. God can whisper dreams. And this is my favorite one because as your pastor, he's done this to me personally. God's whispered a dream in my heart. And I'm telling you that God will put something inside of you that you never dreamed that you could do. In fact, I'm so grateful for the dreams that God has placed inside of me. I'm so grateful that God put a dream to plant a church. Listen, I scared out of my mind to do it. But I'm grateful that He gave me that dream. Look at what Job 33 says. It says, for God speaks again and again. How does He speak? He speaks in dreams and in visions of the night. Now, I've never had a vision of the night, everybody. My dreams are kind of crazy. I don't know about yours, but I don't think that's from God. We'll, we'll talk about that litmus test next week. Yeah, wild, everybody. So you don't want to know my dreams. But, uh, but he does. Just because he doesn't speak to me in that way doesn't mean that he doesn't do that. He, he'll speak to you. And next week, I'll help you understand again if it's God or not. But I know, I know that he wants to speak to you. And I don't, I wanted to just end this, uh, end this message today by really seeing that, I mean, the things that we see going on in the world are chaotic. And honestly, I, I don't know where we are in the timeline of the return of Christ. In my humble opinion, I think he could come back anytime he wants, everybody. Like, I think we're there. Obviously, we're the closest that any generation has ever been. And I think it could happen anytime. But not only that, but look at what Acts chapter 2 verse 17 says. 
want to encourage you with this today. Those who you were, you're here and you say, I, I don't know if God still really does these things. Like, I don't know if God can still really speak to me. Those of you who doubt it, look at what Acts chapter 2 verse 17, it says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. I'm telling you, God still has the ability. We're living in the last days, everybody. He has the ability to prophesy, for you to see visions, for you to dream dreams. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I, I would just love for him to put that on the inside of you. So that in the middle of all this madness, you can dream, that you can see something different than what you're physically seeing. So what is God saying through this point? Well, I'm convinced maybe God's speaking to you today and he's just saying, go all in. It's time to go all in. Why be a part-time Christian? Don't be a part of the darkness anymore. Be a part of the light. Maybe he's saying, give your best. Give God your best. Would you just give me your best? Maybe that's what he's asking you. Maybe he's saying, it's just time to serve, give, participate. Just give me your best. And I 100% know that this last one is true. That God is calling you to make a difference. He's called you to do that. That's a part of the Great Commission. Listen, it's our vision here. We believe that if you could just know God, find freedom, discover purpose, that you can go out and attack hell and make a difference. That's what we're called to do. So what do we need? How do we do this? How do we do this, Pastor Noah? Well, we simply need a posture. A posture that says, speak to me, Lord. Like what, and kids, you've talked a little bit about this last week. I mean, just, just speak to me, Lord. In fact, what if our posture, in fact, this is what I'm inviting us as we close this service. We're going to give just a moment for you to just, we're, we're just going to be silent for you to just hear the whisper of God, for you to just really own in to the Holy Spirit. But as we give you this kind of moment at the end here, would you just ask these things? Would you just say, speak to me, Lord. I'm open to hear. Literally, what would happen if you would just go to God and say, I know you're there and I'm open to hear from you. 1 Samuel 3, 9. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. It's our heart. And I would just love to lead you into that dynamic where every Facebook response, <laughs> where every appointment, where every decision, wherever where you go, every restaurant you go, every office, every school you go in, you just say, Lord, I'm listening. I'm listening. And I remember, um, just wanted to end by just giving you this, I, this story remember when I was out in Tulsa, I remember just, and I go to the grocery, I'd living by myself, I go to the grocery store, and, you know, I didn't want to interact with anybody, I just go in with my head down, you know, just, I'm going to get my chocolate milk, everybody, and come right back out, that's what I wanted, and um, anyway, I just had a, just had one of those days, I just, oh, I just don't want to talk to anybody, and uh, I remember coming out in the parking lot, and this guy was picking up the carts and I gave him my cart and everything and we just got into this conversation in the middle of a day that I really didn't want to get into a conversation. We got into a conversation and um, he was sharing with me some just personal things. He had lost some people in his family and different things like that. And I just remember talking to this guy in the middle of a Walmart parking lot. Everybody it was like 95 degrees outside. You know, it was hot. and I was talking with him and I, I got to minister him for a 
to, uh, to him for a little bit. And I remember just saying, you know, can I, can I just pray with you? I'm telling you, as crazy as it was, in the middle of a Walmart parking lot, everybody, everybody's staring, looking at us. I just prayed for this guy. This guy opened up, just began to cry and just said, just told me how much it meant to him about how horrible of a day he had, that this really meant a lot to him. I invited him to church and everything and whatever, and I don't know if he ever came to church or not. That's not why I did it. I just simply wanted him to know at the end of the day that God sees you and God sees what you're going through and he loves you. And he would love to be a part of your life. And as I went home, I remember going home after that. And I don't know if you've ever had an experience like this, but you ever minister to somebody or something, or you get to pray with somebody, you just kind of feel energized, don't you? Like you just feel so good. And I remember going home and, and thinking, wow, I, I think I called mom about it. Like, man, I, I, got to, I got to talk with this guy. It's so incredible. And I got to pray with him and hopefully really made a difference in his life. I remember as I went home, I was thinking, wow. God, there's like 7 billion different people on this planet. And God had one person that needed to be touched by Him. And He just needed one person, get this, He needed one person to be tuned in to what He was saying. Everybody, he, he found one handsome, strong <laughs> servant of the Most High. I just, I just say, and he used me because I was tuned in to his voice. And I'm telling you, there's those people in your life. There's people out there who need to be touched by God. They need to hear from God. And if you would just be tuned in, it just takes one person to get his work done. And his work got done, everybody, because I was listening. I remember, I remember how it made me feel. I was like, Lord, who else would you, who else can I touch today? You know, <laughs> and, I, and I want that dynamic for you, everybody. I say that because I want you to, I want you to go through life and I want you to go through meetings and lunches and what decisions and everything saying, Lord. You got anything to say about this? Lord, you want to speak to somebody through me today? I'm open to listen and get this last one. And I'm eager to respond. I'm ready to respond. So I just want to pray for our church today. And I just want to ask God to speak to you right where you're at. So Lord, today, give us ears to hear. Lord, let us hear what you have for us. Lord, I pray that this week, as we go through the rest of these, this, these seven days, of these 21 days of prayer, these final days, that you would begin to whisper to our hearts. That you would put dreams and visions and that you would prophesy through us, Lord. That we would be able to do your work. And Lord, we just say today, we declare today that we are your servant. Lord, give us ears to hear so that we can be eager to respond. God, would you use us this week in our homes? Would you use us this week in our families? Would you use us this week at our school and at our workplace, Lord? Use us, Lord. We are open to hear from you and we're ready to respond. So, Lord, we thank you for this holy moment. God, we thank you that you're in this room with us. Father, we just give you a few moments.
Father, we just give you a few moments of silence right now. I'm going to shut up. We give you a few moments of silence to speak to us. Lord, would you speak to us? I believe that you're speaking encouragement. God, you're whispering warnings. You're whispering direction. You're whispering dreams to us today. We're open to hear from you. And we're eager to respond, Lord. It's our hearts. We love you. God, even as awkward as silence may be, we embrace it and we thank you that you're speaking to us. Thank you for those dreams, Lord. We love you. If you're in this room today, you say, I haven't heard the whispers of God. I don't even know if God's in the right place. We sang the song, King of My Heart, this morning. God would just love for you to put him as king of your heart. Bible says that if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, that you can be saved. That the God who raised Christ from the dead will live inside of you. He'll put his Holy Spirit inside of you. All you have to do is believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and rose three days later and defeated death, hell, and the grave. If that's you in this room and you'd like to respond to that, maybe God's whispering to you, respond, <laughs> respond. Give your life to him if that's you. We're going to pray a prayer together. I'm telling you, if you mean it in your heart, God will save you. He'll give you a new direction. He'll whisper his dreams inside of you. If that's you in this room, let's all pray this. In fact, we all pray this together because we all believe it. Just repeat it after me. Say, dear God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on a cross for me. But I believe that you raised him from the dead. Say this and mean it. Say, Jesus, I make you my Lord. I give you my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for giving me the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Would you get it up for all the people who prayed that prayer this morning? Thank you for listening to The Real Church Podcast. If you would like to partner with us financially or you live in the Southern Illinois area and would like to attend our weekly gathering, you can check out realchurch.info.